Hey, it's Carla Marie from Carla Marie and Anthony on iHeartRadio's Power 93.3 in Seattle. And you're listening to The Nobodies, presented by Cine Sports Talk. Welcome back to the Nobody's Movie Show, brought to you by Cine Sports Talk. For those tuning in for the first time, our show is about film and things related to film, with a slight detour from focusing on film and discussing a topic inspired by a certain show having a series finale a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> Game of Thrones, uh, with our very special guest, Manuel Lombardi, who will actually be joining us a little bit later. So before we jump into it, let's plug the people that plug us. Now, this lovely broadcast has been brought to you by our two beautiful transgender mothers from Cine Sports Talk, Scott and Steve, along with the other amazing shows on the network like Hoopla and Put It In The Books. While we would also like to thank Filmgate for allowing us to occupy the space for our for our show, and we will not confirm nor deny that it's in exchange for the public chicken tender subs we pay them with weekly. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and introduce those that you should know are the nobodies. Um, I am Nardo, still your hostess with the mostest, still here, still licking wounds from that so-called series finale, still living life. And to my left is Nut Brown Mount Cloud. No, you had to let me introduce that, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought no, we were just going to No, it's supposed to be a surprise to you. Come on, we rehearsed okay, this. We right. literally rehearsed this. I'm sorry. It's okay. But yes, you, I am the, I'm the Nut Brown Mountain Cloud now. I feel like Nut Brown has some very interesting connotations that I'm kind of worried about you explaining. Don't, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's an interesting explanation, but we'll get on that in a little later. All right. And uh, the newest member, but still the most established, Ralph. I didn't know that nut could be brown. That's pretty weird. I thought it was white. <laughs> See, and I'm not, thinking that are, there's problems and if it's, it's brown. It's, and it's nut brown, okay? Nut brown? Nut brown. I know you N-U-T. said nuts. Yes, I heard nuts. Exactly. You need to emphasize that. Wait, is it like white with a tinge of brown? No, no, it's brown. It's brown. Look at my hand. Nut brown. Yes. You guys are gonna love this explanation. <laughs> I can't wait. I know. Speaking of uh, speaking of people who I'm always waiting for, Jader. No, 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 not as of late. Not as of late. I've been on time everywhere except for today. Except for today, which yeah. I apologize for. Yes. Today. How's it going, guys? The week before. No. The week prior. The week after. <laughs> the week after. In all fairness. I've been better. I've been better. He has, and and it's also due to his real person job. Um, Yeah. So, do we? um, Did we bring the public's chicken tender stuffs? I mean, you know, I didn't bring it this time. So I left it in the woods. I think that's where they pick it up. Oh, really? In the the Game of Thrones related. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, I cheated on a on Publix today. I had some Subway. Disgusting. It was brought to me. Really? Yeah, dude. You're a monster. No, not me. So what happened was we were really, really slammed at work today, being Memorial Happy Memorial Day to you guys. By Happy the way. Memorial Day to those who served and continue yeah. to serve and Thank those who've lost while serving. So we were slammed and our boss was like, you know, I'm gonna go get you guys some food, you know, to keep you guys moving. <laughs> I'm and, gonna sustain uh, you because you're making me you're making us money. Let's pretty do. much. And he usually he is always down for public subs. This time he wasn't. He didn't even give us a choice, he just texted us and he's like, At Subway, what do you guys want? So, there's that. You should have just been like, I quit. <laughs> I, I want a new boss. How I know, that? but I, I, I kind of need this job. Was it at least like the meatball sub? No, it was tuna. 
Oh. It was a tuna sub, man. Hold up, hold up. Okay, tuna's good. I like the tuna. Okay, man. okay, tuna's good. Just you should have just quit right there and then. I'm sorry. I know you need the money, but there are other ways. You can whore yourself out. I mean, that's what you basically did. You just whore yourself out. For I Subway. did for Subway. I know. I feel dirty. Yeah, you should. But shout out to my boss for getting me that because he didn't have to. So I didn't pay for it. So right, there you go. It's free sub. I mean, it's like you sold your soul, really. I know, but at the same time, I don't know. As far as like this, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start the story. I'm gonna cool. wait for the good part until Nardo gets here. Actually, no, we can just stall a little bit since Nardo's in here. I wanna I wanna tell you guys the story of Nut Brown. Um, but no, how's everyone's weeks going? I mean, we we were off for last week. Yeah, uh, how's it been? It was good. I saw a lot of movies. What'd you see? I well, since the last time we were on, I got to see. I saw John Wick three. Loved it. Thumbs up for the uh, for the viewers. Uh, I got to see Brightburn. Uh, Aladdin and I know Booksmart came out this weekend but I had seen that uh, a couple weeks ago so I saw I've seen every I'm actually caught up you know versus uh, usually not I usually you know I'll miss one and then see one but A-list is the shit found a little flaw I don't want to say a flaw on A-list to be completely honest if it benefits us don't say it it, no, 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 no. So check this out. So you know how uh, you can get your tickets in advance for said movie, Star Wars, you know. Uh, well, I'll use my example. I have my tickets already for uh, Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home. I have my tickets for, uh, for Godzilla this weekend, but I already had my tickets for Brightburn, right? And you know how A-List lets you see a movie um, three times in a week. I mean, you can see three movies in one week. But since I already had my Godzilla, my Spider-Man, and my Brightburn tickets, I was trying to get my Aladdin tickets for Saturday to take my kids. Um, it didn't let me pick my movie because I had my three slots already used. Oh, uh, because so even though it's for a different week, even though it's still, a different week, they counted that week exactly. Okay. So sm- slight flaw. I mean, it's not too bad because once I got to see Brightburn, um, I got to get my Aladdin tickets the next day. But uh, overall, I was like, what happens? Like, when Star Wars comes out, we're going to be holding on to that ticket for, for a while, you know? So that's going to be, like, let's say, what, they book them two, two months in, uh, prior. Let's say, like, Star Wars comes out in December. We'll get our tickets, like, October. Right. That's going to be every week. I'm, gonna, I'm down to two movies because I have that one uh, held down. So kind of sucks. Actually, I mean, that's funny because I, that you were saying that. Sorry to interrupt. But I've gone to the movies um, with Jader twice, like recently, because we went to go see Aladdin. And 15, still, it like pays for itself after one movie. I know. I told like, you to jump it. on A-list a long time ago. Sure, bro, I've been lazy. It's Adobe, that's it. Yeah. It's Adobe. It's like $18 for a ticket. It's like, oh, let me spend a $23, $25, depending on like which plan that you get. Yeah. Just to like get three movies for a week. Which is... I'm like I literally live right next to a movie theater. She does. She lives. I'm not saying we should be sponsored by AMC A list, but we should. We should. But at I this point. Okay. I agree 100. If you're not watching De- Detective Pikachu and Dolby, I don't know what you're doing. I couldn't. <laughs> you know, I missed it. I wow. missed Detective Pikachu and Dolby. No, because they didn't have any showtimes when when right, I finally so got around you, to see. First, it. you eat Subway. Then, then you're you're not watching Detective Pikachu and Dolby. What's wrong with you? Are I'm you sorry, okay? man. I had to see a regular. I saw everything else in Dolby. I saw. I saw Brightburn and Dolby. If I saw not, Aladdin and Dolby. Ryan Reynolds sing the Pokemon theme song. That was Dolby. the best part of the movie. Yes, that was oh, the best part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but in in the best way, you're, you're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. Did you, so we were waiting for you. Do you want to hear the Nut Brown story? <laughs> Do I ever? <laughs> okay. Do so, I ever? Um. So, uh, 
Uh, I guess I won't say for people who have listened to this podcast, I'm sure, or I'm sorry, this movie show. You guys know where I work if you've paid attention, but I'm not going to mention where I work. But definitely, they don't deserve the attention. Exactly. But we had a, I had a client the other day who needed help setting up this weird capsule thing on his on his computer. Um, capsule? So I, it, like lo- it looks pill? like a, it looks like a blood capsule. Okay. Like it's it's kind of like it's like a, the size of an iPhone 10, I would say. This is a pixel, but it's the same size. Um, it looks like a capsule. So I figure out that it actually is supposed to go to his phone. So I set it up, I figured it out, but it's like this thing for interior designers that they put on anything and it sends their phone the exact color. Like it's uncanny how like it, and it gives you the exact name of it if it has one. So I was testing it out and putting it on everything and it was actually really cool. It worked and I look at and I look next to like, like I say if I do your computer for example, mm-hmm. like uh, he had a Dell 2 so it was like Iron Mountain. I was going to say it looked like gunmetal gray or something. No, no, it was, I don't know about this one but his computer was called Iron Mountain. So it's pretty cool because he's an interior designer so people want like specific colors. He went to the bathroom. I was alone with his wife and I asked her and I said, I'm like, can I play around with this? She's like, yeah. So I was doing it on everything and I'm just like, let me put on my hand. Oh my god! <laughs> so I put it on 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 this side of my hand, um, the the not palm. So the appropriate, the back of your hand. Right, the back of my hand. So it loads, and I'm like, okay, because some some because some colors didn't have names; they just had like coordinates. So I put mine, and then it says, "Nut brown." <laughs> And then she probably told you to wash your hands too. <laughs> and a so, little device, hell no. So the actual the actual color of your complexion is nut brown. Yep. Where where did you put it? On huh? his hand. Oh, on, not my, on right right here, my hand. Not down there. No. Nope, oh, right no. here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so would that make me a hazelnut? <laughs> no, I think, I think No, no, I don't like, know. If I'm looking at correlation here, I mean if he's just regular nut brown. I guess you'd be like coconut brown, <laughs> like a Hershey's chocolate yeah. nut brown. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like I Hershey brown. That sounds but good too. Hershey you brown. guys know me. As soon as I saw that, I just walked around telling everyone because I found it so funny. Of course, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just like, guys, I'm nut brown. You're I can no brown. longer say I'm I'm Latino or brown. I am nut brown. Legit. That is what I identify as now, and you cannot tell me otherwise. Are you so now when you fill out paperwork and it says other, are you gonna yep. check it and then in the line put nut brown? One thousand percent. Okay, I'm gonna start the nut brown scholarship. If you are nut brown, I'm gonna send you to school. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. That, I'm that Michael do it. Scott? No, yep. no, that's kind of funny because it sounds like the not nut brown, brown like not brown, <laughs> no, <laughs> like nut, nut brown. N U T nut. Thank you. It's great. I love it. That was the Nut Brown story, guys. I loved it. That was a fantastic story, story. and thank you for telling it. It it was less dirty than you thought, Totally. Yeah, it really was less dirty than we were all I I still think it's kind of dirty. I don't know. (laughs) No, it is still a little dirty. It's a very wholesome story. Look, I was helping him, an interior designer, make money. He's like, hey, I paid two fifty dollars for this. Help me figure it out. Look at that. Now you're going to make me carry around hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> it comes that ashy nut brown. That's <laughs> gross. All right. So uh, with that being said, I guess we're going to jump into um, our quick little rant about the series finale and hopefully not take too long to jump into our other topic about fantasy and what can, constitutes a good one. But first, let's rant about how horrib- how horribly of an end a good fantasy with a little... Game of Thrones review. And with us now is Ma- uh, Ma- I was going to call him Matthew. I'm so sorry, by the way, I butcher everybody's name. So if anything, you should feel more at home because of it. Manuel Lombardi. Yes? Yeah, thank you. 
If you might want to lean into that. All right, cool. Yeah, I know. So, why do you think? Just take yeah. Literally. That's why I'm well, sitting like this. It's not like a... Because See, I, I can't cool. say on air where I got that mic, but it's it's not the best, but it gets the job done. You just got to hold it, but All you'll right, be good. Cool. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. That's yeah. for that story off air, though. It's great. And it's free, so... <laughs> and it also sounds, though, like, like a bad relationship. Like, mm, it's good for what it is, but you got to hold on to it. <laughs> You do that to me, by the way. It's so dark. I'm. <laughs> you always think you're darker than, than me. And I'm like, no, bro, I match you. I know how dark I am. No, bro, I'm dark. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of want. I kind. I kind of want to buy. I know the website. I kind of want to buy it. It's two fifty. If I if I win the lottery or something, I'm just. I have an extra two fifty. I'm just gonna carry it around everywhere. You just start a nut brown suit. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Just I'll just, just blend brown. in. There you go. Anyways, uh, Manuel, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So um, tell the people at home what you do, who you are. What's up? <laughs> what I do. Yeah, what you do. <laughs> who I am. By yeah. all means. Wow. Okay. Um, I, uh, I studied film, and I have a small company here. We do commercial work. Mm-hmm. Do you do so, commercials mainly based in Miami? Or, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for people who need it for their digital platforms or some of them for, uh, like, push ads on, like, Mm-hmm. Locally for like YouTube. Nice, nice. Um, any um, interesting one that you've done recently or anything like that? Uh, we did that one with uh, Brightline Miami Heat. Oh. Nice. It was very short, very brief. But he hates cool. Miami Heat, by the way. The Miami. They oh, they create hates. awful traffic. That's all I hate. Well, you know, I, 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 I care. I live about. right here. It should bother me more. <laughs> no. But it don't. Exactly, because it shouldn't. Because it's the Miami it's Heat. It's the Miami Heat. Because we're fans. <laughs> Listen, if it takes me an hour and a half to get from Aventura to downtown because of Miami Heat traffic, send it back. You know, take it back to the kitchen. I don't want it. <laughs> Much like your nut brown. Um, okay, but that's that's awesome. Um, so you prefer Manuel, Manny, anything? Yeah, Manuel. No. Okay, perfect. All right, just making sure so I don't call you Matthew again. <laughs> Sorry. That'd be great though if you're if you're Manuel but you prefer Matthew. That'd be kind of weird. I would have loved it. I would have been like, I'm gonna make my job a lot easier. Well, actually, my first name's Gian, and you go by Manuel. So, so there's that. Why 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 the name switch? Is Middle it? name, right? Uh, it's a long story, but uh, is it better than Nut Brown? Was well, my dad and my brother are also first name Gian? So when we all came to the U.S., it became Gian Lombardi. The whole all of us. So oh, where are you from? If you don't mind me saying, I'm half Venezuelan, half Italian. Oh, okay. You don't. No offense. Don't look it. <laughs> like at Whatever all. it is that at I look all. like. <laughs> no, it just, it, I was not going to guess that. Like, I look like I none I mean, of the boxes. I, I look like none of the boxes on the paperwork. No, you're, you're definitely other. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, me neither, man. I didn't know I was nut brown until like yeah. last week, you know? <laughs> now he wants retribution. <laughs> Where's my nut brown foundation? <laughs> um, okay, so have, do you watch Game of Thrones? Or watched? Um, <laughs> No, yes, look at that. Yes, if I have. I have yeah, <laughs> been with the story since 2008 when I read some of the books. Oh, um, so you read the book first before watching the series? I read only A Game of Thrones and A Storm of Swords, I think, is book two. Mm-hmm. Or Feast of Crows. I decided one, one not to read any of the yeah, books until the series. So the series was done because I didn't, right. you know. Um, but beyond that, I think that for me, Game of Thrones and, and just fantasy, it's so important because... When I saw The Lord of the Rings, I was a kid, and, and I decided I was going to be a, film, a filmmaker mm-hmm. because of those movies. Oh, nice. Um, I had read the books in school, the, the Hobbit, actually, in school, and then I, then I saw the movies, I read the books, and I just fell in love with fantasy. I specifically fell in love with a high medieval fantasy world realm type thing. And I like it and love it so much that when I was 14, I started writing my own fantasy world, which I've been writing now for 11 uh, years. Really? And, and it's like... It was, 
like my like just, life. Just for yourself? It's like, it, no, it's the intention has always been to to publish a huge fantasy world and 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 make it myself that's as nice. whatever it comes out. That's always been the dream in my career. Mm-hmm. So to see these two assholes uh, <laughs> <laughs> on top of the world Whoa. with like Thank you. Some of like the greatest stuff that has been put not just on television. I, I've always said that Game of Thrones was like, you know, like a like televised cinema. It is right. And by the end of season six, when we end season six, they have an unprecedented opportunity to really carry this thing out to all of its full potential. And it's everything that I personally would ever dream of doing in my career. And to just see them walk away from it in 13 episodes, and and just. Let it go down the drain. So you a, weren't a fan of season seven? Uh, no, absolutely. I think both season seven and season eight feel as equally as rushed and stupid. It's just number eight. Wow, is, you is, got is some opinions, man. Oh, I love That's it. Intense. You know, I, I would say, and I, you know, I, I only heard this opinion recently about season seven because I actually really like season seven. So did I. But I, I will agree. I thought I was watching. I'm like, it's a lot of fan service, but I thought it was fine. I didn't think it felt rushed until eight. Yeah, personally speaking, and then I agree. Like the ending was just awful. Well, I think that for us to understand what I mean by this, because I came in really hot, and it's just no, no, no. no, 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 no. We, we love that. We love that. We love it. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Uh, I was, I, I loved everything that the writers had done all the way up to season six, and to me, the first twenty minutes of, se- of episode ten, season six, when uh, yeah, Cersei and the when Scepter. Cersei and, and, that's and, one and of the, the best things I've ever and, seen. And the music and yep. the editing, everything. And, and even right before that, the Battle of the Bastards. Well, I hate to interrupt you. Spoiler: If you haven't seen Game of Thrones or haven't seen the last season, yeah. uh, don't no, don't see Game of Thrones. We'll, period. We'll, yeah, we'll put it in the notes when you can like jump into um, the episode and not let it ruin yeah. your, your stuff. I yeah. learned the hard way about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show peaked. The writing peaked at that point, and it's because they they really now had it was like a perfect balance of they knew the characters they were writing and they were getting the budget. And they cared. Yeah. So you, you got what you got. And, and you have to understand, the books are written two ways of writing. You have the gardener and you have the architect. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is a garden. Yeah. George R. Okay. Martin wrote characters, and he started letting those characters breathe. And, and the next part of the plot was always the consequence of their choice. Yeah. So it started getting more complex and more complicated and more complicated to the point that he himself talked about it, saying he had to write through five years of the life of all of them for it to make sense. Okay. Right, and, and the show was written in such a way, so that's why it was so fun to watch, because you were always, the plot always unfolded in direct relation to the choices the characters were making. Agreed, like, and, I, and I think that was something we discussed off air, was saying that it felt like everybody had a purpose. And, uh, absolutely, And then yeah. it's like, yeah. then, then and and it was our emotional. favorite thing. Yeah. Yes, and it was emotional. You're invested with the purpose and the reason why they wanted to do something, spe- every, and it wasn't, Purpose, I think a lot of people are starting to define it with um, for it to make sense. So they're like, if there's no purpose and it doesn't make sense, I'm like, but Game of Thrones was still able to surprise you with something you would think wouldn't make sense. Do you think that maybe that idea is what made this last? No, no. They stopped writing uh, in response to character choice and consequence of choice. Mm -hmm. And they just started, they, they... pushed everything down a funnel in 13 episodes, where it probably needed like 40 more episodes, 40 more hours of television. So they just rushed everything, and then characters stopped feeling like real characters because they were just reacting to like specific storylines they had to end in 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. So 
you stopped having Game of Thrones. And beyond that, they're not good writers of action. They wrote, you know, they wrote X Men Origins, right? Yes, Wolverine. I do. They I do wrote know that. the whole Deadpool thing was them. Well, one of them. I think it was. I don't know which one it was. It was Benioff. Benioff. Yeah. Benioff. Yeah. There you go. They're, they're not good writers of action because they they've cheapened the world of Game of Thrones and the way in which they they wrote. It's like there's very rigid rules to this world, and they sort of disregarded all of them by the end of it, and that cheapens your world. Yeah. Um, what was the piece of news that came out um, recently? It was whose whose choice was it to to lessen the season? Them, HBO wanted to give them money, and they said that they could tell the story in seventy three episodes, which was a big mistake. That's a lie. You know? <laughs> I found the seventh season fine, but eight, again, yeah, I mean, eight should have been ten episodes for sure. I not only that. So this is the thing that I was Maybe thinking. I feel I felt like they had not that they had solid episodes, but whatever ideas that they did have, what well, we did see, right? So for me, my idea, I mean, not my idea, but what I think I would have liked more was that this season, let's say we would have gotten three more seasons, right? Yeah. So 10, 10 uh, it would be 10, right? Eight, nine, 10. So season eight, the one that we just saw now would have been the buildup because we got, I felt like the White Walkers were thrown away in one, one episode. It was a lot of buildup, a little buildup, buildup, right? Since so like I fe- the first episode. Which exactly, I exactly. Like- so I felt like this season should have been focused on getting prepared for the war this and that and that you know write write out your characters write out where you're going for season nine or whatever and you finish this season with the battle of winterfell or what was the episode called the the uh the night or something like the, the long, long night, night the long, long night. night exactly I, yeah so you fin you finish the season that way all right so season eight episode 10 finishes off with that scene we wait a year we go into the next uh, the next season. The next season, we start off with the burial, with the burnings and all that, but it's the road now to King's Landing and going to defeat Cersei. Daenerys does the whole King's Landing thing or whatever, where how, where, what have you, but that ends with season nine. And then season 10, we get the reign of Danny, and then how you're going to defeat Danny, and then you end the show. So much more could have been written. I, I agree in the sense that so many options could have done. Yeah. I think the Night King and the resolution of the Game of Thrones have to happen at the same time because it's like it's one of those things that like you just smoked a lot and you have the munchies and like <laughs> the first the first cheeseburger is the best one yeah right. first so multiple the, cheeseburgers you know yeah, of you, course you, you can have five of them but the first one oh that's the one that gets to you so that's i feel the like the, the, the resolution of the show good writers can take can show us winter for three seasons because damn it it was it was said since episode one that it was about for, to get there. The first thing you we see on that show like is a, a White Walker. Winter, yeah, right? Before this it was is true. So like, show me winter for a couple of seasons and then end the making in the capital with like who sits on the Iron Throne. Make it climactic. It yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to say something, else? No, actually, I was going to make that same point. Oh, look at that. Yeah, because like I get like making it longer, putting in like a three extra seasons, but I feel like I, I probably would have just like reversed it. Instead of the Night King being dealt with first, it should be Cersei first. Because at the time, she was the bigger threat. But she, she was a big threat, but she wasn't the biggest one. The biggest one is the Night King, obviously, because we've been leading up to him since the beginning. Since, since after first season, first like phrase that we always hear, um, pertaining to the show Winter's, Winter's coming. coming Winter is coming And Night King He's it He's winter embodied mm-hmm. He's the one that like Is the biggest threat Sending in all these White walkers Even though the light Long night I did like the way The scene Like uh, played out 
Me too. I, I did when, like, like the way the scene. Played. Yeah, like you know, there was like the big like build up to him, complete like um, darkness. You don't see the enemy, but like you know it's there. The Dothraki, hmm. pretty much like running in head first, and then all of a sudden you see all the lights go out. That's a very good one, yeah. Yeah, very good. And you're just like, wow, this threat is real. But then to have it end that same episode is just like... Exactly. Same dog putting. I think I, I agree. I agree with the reversal. Like, maybe having them get... But I would have liked it, like, they don't get to uh, Winterfell. Instead, they would get to Cersei, because I think it would be more symbolic representative to have, like you were saying, like, the Night King actually... Yeah, I thought everything should have just and they could still keep together. Arya there because like, yeah. they knew she was. They knew that she was going to be the one that did it three years ago. Can I just say the one thing that bothered me? I liked the, the episode of the Battle of Winter for the Long Night, or whatever. Like as far as like shot nicely, the resolution, like like what happened was fine. Can I just say, like, can someone take this man's stars as a general? Like Jon Snow sucks at planning. Like, how do you fight? How do you go through the Battle of Hardhome? And then be like, and then go through this battle strategy and then sit there and be like, yeah, we should definitely send the Dothraki into the fucking night and have them uh, just stampede the, the wild mice, well, I mean, the white ones. That just goes to the point of ignoring the strict rules of the world and starting to make very cheap choices in the writing. I thought it was, it was, it was full of inconsistencies. It, it really was. And I felt like Jon Snow was completely pushed as a side character. Oh yeah, well, yeah, he was the greatest extra ever. Yeah, he was an extra. Exactly. It was. It <laughs> was the most, he's the most. Legend. He was built up to be a Zorahai, the greatest extra who ever lived. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's just, I think they got in hot water with the Night King after they gave him a dragon and he tore down the wall with like a laser beam that looked like a Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, he's like, be so you need to be careful visually of, of what you're of what you're putting on screen because you put the Night King, you, you have the Night King kill the dragon with a single blow in such a fashion, right? Mm-hmm. And then he revives this thing, and now you got the death of the, the king of death riding on a dragon that spits blue magic fire that seems to burn <laughs> hotter. Than I, I, for the viewers at home, it, the face he's making as he said, blue it's just, fire. You know, <laughs> it, it's just you put that on screen, and then you go, how the hell are they even going to win against this guy? And, 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 yeah. the, and then you see it again in, in The Long Night. He actually uses the death dragon once to attack Winterfell and it melts the main gates of the city in like two seconds. So that just goes to the point, why didn't he just burn everyone? Yeah. So it's what Danny I say, be careful with what you're putting on like screen. Like what happened in the dumb. last episode. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like with Danny. it's like that's exactly what happened with um, King's Landing. She just burned the entire city now. Which, there was no struggle at all. It was just completely one-sided. But there's one thing I wanted to complain about the long night the most that um, Cloud pointed out. Is the fact that they put all those people in the crypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking it's the safest place. And I'm just like, we all said that it's prior to the show starting. We were, I mean, we had a group chat together. And I was, and then when Shout they said. Shout out to everybody on a group has no name. A group chat has no name. Yeah. So we were on a group chat together. And the same thing, what's going on was that I'm like, all right, so wait, they're taking everybody to the crypt. To the crypt. Are they not going to be, I'm like, they're going to come to life. They're, they're in danger. There people there. And then it took a while for that to happen. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe we were wrong. And then all of a sudden it happened. I'm like, well, you know, this is Terry and the smartest character, and he's putting people in the freaking. No, did you see the interview with at the, uh, Peter Dinklage, the actor who's like saying uh, he got interviewed about the long night, and he's saying, "Yeah, Tyrion's really smart, but 
You know, you got a guy who can command the dead and you put everyone in the crypt. You know, I guess he's not that smart. Yeah. Like the actor yeah, he, himself yeah, said yeah. that. Well, you can see a lot of the uh, interviews towards the towards this season. Like they were obviously all over Kimmel, Fallon, like all these late night talk shows. And you can tell they were like, you know, to use the word in Spanish, like decepcional. Like they're like whatever about it, you know. Did anybody watch the the last the documentary that they just the was it yesterday they released it about filming the last season? Yeah, it was yesterday. I didn't see it though. I haven't I seen, it. see it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, they released a, like, I really want to see it to see why the hell they took fifty something nights to make that episode. I'm yeah. wondering if we if they would show <laughs> in terms it. of production. Yeah, yes. exactly. Is this whole thing fifty seven nights of B roll. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, it was just uh, go ahead. No, as far as like actually reviewing like the finale, I think the or the entire season, I just think uh, where they got for me personally. Where they got was fine. How they got there just felt like so exactly so very rushed. Where I just like the Tyrion's final speech um, when they're deciding who should rule them. I Peter Dinklage has been amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because it's like democracy. Shut up, Sam. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is a great. That's my holes. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is a great actor, but even I, I couldn't even. I didn't believe that he believed the garbage he was saying. I'm just like Brand. He's like Brand, Brand the broken. broken. I'm like, get out of. First here. of all, what a terrible name for a king. Yeah. I love Brand. Samsa, though, right away. Yeah, like, she's like, his, his dick yeah, don't his work. Yeah, his don't work, man. His dick don't work. <laughs> it's like, that's the point. Mm, it's just a lot of right, like, writing. children. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of writing inconsistencies that I hated. Uh, what episode, the episode where the uh, second dragon dies, where she they're riding to King's Landing. Oh, and, yeah, that, and that's probably the worst scene in the entire show. I hated that. It felt, I felt like I was watching a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> Shout out to Michael he, Bay. He, he likes Michael Bay. I like Bad I'm Boys. I'm just kidding. Look, look at his face. He like I love Bad Boys. <laughs> well, but Bad Boys is an exception because yeah. um, it's but, Bad Boys. So we're uh, just going to let that one slide. But anyways, no, it's not even that. It's just they've never had a target practice in their life. They've never shot anything flying. This guy is nailed it on the first shot. Course, yeah. Well, he's, she had, he nailed a lot of things. She had, no, I don't care. Yeah, she had the vantage point. Didn't see the ships. Then... In the in the last well the second to last episode in the episodes of the bells, they're missing the dragon like crazy. Now all of a sudden they're not sharpshooters no more. So it's like it's, there's no consistency. It's all it's all really sad because like I said, they know how to write good action, and that was shown to us in the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. That's to me like, might be the best sword medieval fight I've seen on the screen. That's my favorite episode personally. And, and I after they after they killed Jon Snow in season five, five yeah. I didn't think they would kill him ever again. I, th- I, I thought I we're going to be with him all the way through or, unless he dies at the end because he has a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. And they made me believe through that battle that they were going to kill him a few times through yeah. that battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Th- that's how good it was. None of season seven or eight fell that way I mean look at them they went all the way beyond the wall they were surrounded by the dead in the lake of stupidity as I call it wow no, and then they had Gendry pretty much just like teleport and then and then sent a text message when he got signal yeah. at the like, wall hey, to hey. Daenerys and you know she ubered there real quick with the dragons it just felt dumb, very dumb, the whole, both, both seasons. I guess the, and this is horrible for me, it's a bad habit I have, but as much as I don't necessarily disagree, I did, the way I've come to terms with it, and it's what I've told them is, they've never really, from season one, Game of Thrones never gave really what people wanted. You know, you didn't even know you wanted it because it was only season one. And um, spoiler alert, you know, like, 
they kill off the main character that is going to basically unravel everything from the beginning, which turns out nobody really cares about incest that much um, as, as the rest of the show will continue. Oh, because no, I think John cared pretty a lot. Like. Yeah, but like that was, <laughs> he was like, pretty oh, much it because even, even everybody in Dorne is like, no, no, we, we screw everything. Yeah. Um, so it was fine. It was just him. He was just like, mm, you're my aunt. Um, but that's it. Uh, I don't want to. He actually, ne- he actually like never addresses that. No, he doesn't. Aerith was the only one to finally say it. But that's his aunt. I'm like, thank you. Finally, someone but, said it. But the writers themselves, like when they were kind of, you know how they do the inside the episode, they said um, where she's from, that's kind of normal. Like it's, it wouldn't be super. Or Targaryen? Yes. Well, the yeah, Targaryens always, do it all the time. Yeah, of course. They're so she was used to it. Strong bloodline. So she I'll, was I'll, like, I'll, be, I'll come clean with everyone and say that I'm one of the people who actually never liked Daenerys too much. Oh, really? I mean, ever since from like very early on, her character, a big part of her character has always been, I want it now. Like a tyrant. I get it now. Yeah. I got dragons. <laughs> that was very... I am the mother of you're, dragons. You're one of the few, let me tell you. You are one of the few. You are one of the few. Is that Amelia Clark on our show? Is Amelia here? Until Westeros. Until Westeros, you know? And then all hell breaks loose. I have a group chat on Facebook, and I have like three or four friends that... You have friends? Shut and up. I think Daenerys is cooler in the books. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. But what I was going to say is that because now, and I, I'll still love Danny, whatever, regardless of the fact, um, because they never gave us exactly what we wanted. If we think about like um, the Red Wedding, if we think about um, even in Battle of the Bastards, zigzagging did not exist in Game of Thrones and, you know, things like that. So it's kind of like you never really gave us what we wanted. So why would you end it the way we want it anyway? So it's kind of like... As, as much as I love Battle of the Bastards, I agree with you. It's like if I was John, I would yell at Rickon, Zag, don't... Why, why are you running? Stop. You leaned with it instead of rocked with it. was wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, they never... They've always kind of had these little moments where this happens, like, and it starts from season one when as soon as he opens the book and he's like... Brown hair, brown hair, blonde. Like N- nut brown, nut brown. Nut brown. Hair. I'm sorry, nut brown, nut brown. <laughs> Deleted scene. Nut brown, nut brown. Golden. Golden. So I'm like, you know. So the fact that they ended it with a very unfavorable way, I was like, well, they never really gave us what we wanted anyway. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like you should have expected that something that nobody was ever really going to be happy or too happy. But one of uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, writing wise or whatever, was. Every that show, like I told you, because uh, remember that we I said that it pissed me off because obviously the the ending was weak and this and that and that, and I kind of compared it to Breaking Bad. You're like you can't compare these shows together, understood? But I wasn't comparing the shows. I was comparing how to end a proper story. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Did you like the ending? Yeah. Okay. So I felt like that was <laughs> a, no, it's fine. So it's one of those things. Like I felt like. Let's say so many. We lost a lot of characters in season eight, obviously, of Game of Thrones, and because he, we apparently just had to lose them. Exactly. I don't know what that's. But it's one of those like things, like, like you know, you've seen that show, and it's giving you, it's giving you the shock factor where you're staying, where you're standing. I mean, you're watching the show, and you, you know, your jaws dropped a couple times in this show. I felt like not one character that died this season. They yeah, no, I agree with you. You don't care. Like it's not that you don't care. You're just hold like up, hold up, hold up. Theon had a pretty decent ending. Of all people, Theon. Time he, out. He did so it. this is where I was going. The only episode I, I felt that people kind of died, and I was like, they kind of died the right way, was in uh in that that episode, the Long Night. Theon died. Jorah died the way he was supposed to die, in my opinion. Yeah, Jorah. Uh, Beric died 
for you know doing the purpose and all that. So I felt like that was the only episode where they they had and, a good and farewell. Clagain Bowl was pretty dope. That was the only redeeming moment in that episode for me. Actually, contrary to what you'd think, I liked how Jamie and Cersei ended. Oh yeah, no. You I, were I like agree. on these completely opposite yeah. sides of opinions, yeah. and I am just because, like it's shook. I'm I always, shook. I always <laughs> held on to something that I read both in the books, and I heard Jamie say in the show, and he said, "I want to die no, in the arms the of the woman, woman that I love." Yeah, and I thought it was fitting for him at least. I don't know about Cersei, but that's what I'm saying. How where they got was fine. It's just like the the pacing of how they got there was what bothered me. It's just like I'm okay with how their story ended. It's just that when we jump from A to B, or no, say for example, we we got from A to D and it skipped uh, B and C, where it's just like, whoa, we're at the end already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for for all the opinions, and we will. Um, just continue to w- live in our misery. Continue to lick our wounds. <laughs> there's nothing we can do. There's nothing a, we can do now. You a petition. There's nothing. There's, there's, a, there's a petition. There's oh, honestly, we are moving on. There's seriously all in a petition. All, what a great show, though. I mean, yeah, all in all, and that's one of the things. It's just, and, a, it and, just and had amazing a amazing and groundbreaking and yeah. beautiful. So absolutely, and I think that if anything, it's exactly as you said in the beginning of this discussion is that it made television cinematic again. It gave us Peter Dinklage. Uh, well, actually, Peter Dinklage was in Nip Tuck before Game of Thrones, and no, he had a really he, good he, he really, had a really good role there. I would argue he got really big off the show, though. Yes, like, but... Like, his breakthrough. Yeah. But that was his... As when I saw him, I was just like, well, you know... He had already started to build... Like, his character in Nip Tuck is, was just as complex. So, yeah, no, because uh, I watched the series. Dinklage didn't come up to fame through Game of Thrones. He, I think he had one of the biggest contracts coming into the show. Like the pilots. Interesting. I guess it's just me. I didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. That's just me. He wasn't my nut brown brother. He wasn't your nut brown brother. No, he is. All right. So we've experienced many great fantasies within our lives. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is a popular fantasy that has been adapted into film from books of Tolkien that has deep lore and history behind their characters and the world they live in. While we also experience new original fantasies in film like Pan's Labyrinth, which plays with the idea of a fantasy world being real or being a figment of a child's imagination to cope with traumatic experiences in her life. So that's basically what we're going to do now. We're going to do a really fun fantasy showdown. And basically, what do we think about um, it in general? Movies we're excited to see. Um, keep uh, keep it from being comic book, and we're going to try to keep it from being comic book related, even though that can be considered a fantasy. But I think we're going to talk more like traditional fantasy and things like that. Um, so Harry Potter as one of those as well. Yep. Cloud is probably going to have a good time talking about Dragon Ball Z at some point. <laughs> uh, that's more realistic. Is it? <laughs> yes. Know, I, I mean, Just like the planet, right? When I walk out into the streets and I say, everyone give me your energy, and it happens. You know? Everybody gives you their energy? There you go. Do you yeah. also go to a planet that is like three times more? That's what Ivedarius. That's the ghetto. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is uh, not the ghetto. I have uh, no idea what you guys are talking about. Never. He's, he's the real question eight. is, mm-hmm. where are the balls? Where are the balls? See? Are they nut brown, too? <laughs> His are. <laughs> they can't. The <laughs> His are. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. They're whoa. that orange, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I guess, like, the, the overall, I guess the question we got to ask ourselves first is, what, like, what makes a good fantasy uh, uh, in general? Um, at least, like, one of my favorites that I didn't even think about until we thought about this question, because everyone just goes to, you know, we were just talking about Lord of the Rings, um, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, which by the way, Harry Potter is way it 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 ages well. I've been I've been watching them like every it night, does. and like they're really well. It does. Um, 
But it's funny you say Pan's Labyrinth because I'm like, I think we're just the people that go there. I don't, I really believe that a lot of people slept on that movie. A lot of people did sleep on that movie. They slept on that movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. We know it and we appreciate it. Like, and that's hands down one of my favorite fantasies. But when I tell people, oh my God, you know, when they ask me, oh, you know, you do a movie podcast or what should I, or movie? Sorry, and I'm always like radio show. Um, (laughs) What should I watch? And I'm like, well, what are you into? And if they say fantasy, I'm always like, oh. Get on that pants. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen him like that. Really? I just tell everyone to watch Swiss Army Man so they can leave me alone. <laughs> Never ask you for an opinion. Yeah, I'm again. just like, watch this really weird movie and then get away from me. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite fantasy movies, um, one that not a lot of people saw, it's Matthew Vaughn's Stardust. I would consider that kind of fantasy. Stardust? Yeah. The one with Michelle Pfeiffer? I, yeah. I and love that isn't, movie. Isn't Robert De Niro in it too? Yeah. I believe so. It's Charlie Cox, Robert De Niro. Uh, oh, a young Henry Cavill. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays like the, um, I guess antagonist of that of that movie. But it's really charming. It's, it's like what you expect from Matthew Vaughn. Um, not as much as like the action stuff because not really what it, what it entails of it. But the the whole hero's journey in that in that movie is kind of like what we look for in a fantasy. And it does it in a. It's an adult it's, it's fairy too, tale. That's what cheesy. I like about it. It's yeah. an adult fairy tale. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Like it has all the really nice. Fairy tale elements, you know. There's magic. There's a, a princess, or, or there's rescuing that's needed. But like, none of the characters have the exact same story. And yeah. um, Robert De Niro really did a great job in that. And, and it does some like great world building where it's like, um, um, you know, you cross into into the the other world, and it's like and, until you go there, like it, it's it's so separate. I love that. Yeah. yeah I like Stardust. That. I like Stardust. I, I don't have much to say on this subject. So you will eventually. No, I'm not. I mean, I like obviously love Lord of the Rings. I love Harry Potter, but that's probably uh, Pan's Labyrinth. But that's probably like as far as I go. I mean, is there maybe like some aspect around it that made you get attracted to these fantasy movies? No, actually, or? same thing happened with me. With um, in middle school, my teacher gave me the uh, the Hobbit book, and I read the Hobbit. Um, and then when the Lord of the Rings movie came out in the theater. I obviously um, didn't read the Lord of the Rings book. I, I still haven't read them. I've only seen the movie. But I love The Hobbit so much. And then I found out that the Lord of the Rings was based off, you know, the whole Hobbit thing. So I went to see it in the theater and I fell in love with it. So that's how I got into those movies. I slept on that until later. Really? Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it wasn't. That's because I wasn't the fantasy I was into. My fantasy was always um, anime related. Until I got a little older, and you I know. mean that still counts. Yeah. And then, I think so. So I, I kind of, I kind of yeah. related fantasy to like Never Ending Story, uh, The Dark That's Crystal. Oh la- uh, la- yes, la- no, I take yeah. it back. That would be my first ones. Yeah. I take yeah. those so would be my first. Those ones. movies for me, I never got into them, like growing up. So I just always like you know ignored it. It wasn't. I want to say honestly, Lord of the Rings was the first one where I was like, man, this shit is really cool. No, yeah, I, I liked really I, cool shit. Well, I Lord of the Rings marked the point of in time in which. It, they show that you could do a fantasy world with photorealistic visual effects and photography. Yeah. And I think that's a big distinction. And I think that that was, uh, it was also like, I think the first, you know, different sense of like, uh, like a fandom that we were getting, you know. Yeah, well, that movie was made with love, honestly. No, of course. That really was. You can feel the love in yeah. that movie all through it from beginning to end, which you don't feel in The Hobbit. And, you know, it's the same director, yeah, same universe, don't, and you don't feel don't. it all. But I, I don't think that's necessarily Jackson's fault. I think that. Most fantasy worlds, when they're great, they begin great, and then they cheapen over. As you expand the universe, yeah, you need to get more absurd for you to be able to continue to entertain people. Like a wow uh, factor. Uh, so, like you saw that with like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. 
the first Star Wars, the three Star Wars, which honestly, that's fantasy. Yes, yeah. no, that's it is. It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. science. By the way, don't think that fantasy yeah. needs to like relate to like anything related to fairy tale stories or like medieval yeah. times. Star Agreed. Wars, it's like front runner fantasy yeah. icon. Um, what happened? The first three were, were arguably great. What happened to the ones they made in the 90s? The prequels. People hated them, right? Yeah. You have whatever opinion you have of Disney now. Um, even the Harry Potter movies, I think the closer we get to number eight movie... Really? Drops yeah. I didn't feel yeah. that way. It kind way. of drops in quality a little bit. It's, it's, it's not the quality. Not the quality, but, but I mean like in terms of like the storytelling. I feel like there isn't much like it, it world It becomes building. more mainstream... VFX action-driven thing. Yeah, it, 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 they, they push that way. Oh, I see. I see what you're yeah. what you're but explaining. Beyond, beyond the choices of what the, the filmmakers are doing is, man, the first time we saw Hogwarts and we got with Harry and we got there, like, like I said of the cheeseburger, you feel that once. And I'm twice really and loving times, this cheeseburger. You know, by, the, like, you know, by the time that you get to the eighth movie, I don't want a cheeseburger. I know. It's, well, let's just say it's just harder to entertain people. And and you even see with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we start with like what, like let's just say Iron Man, who's like a hammering iron in a cave to like build the iron man to get out and by the end of it the man touches like his finger and, his and he's just man. appears on him yeah and they're traveling through time in a quantum realm yeah yeah Definitely. right so it's like what the fuck do you do after that you've had the biggest possible battle you can have in the marvel universe what other story you're gonna tell me after you travel in time with the quantum realm? sure you're gonna tell me stories because they're going to make a lot of money with it. I just don't give a shit anymore. I'm good at Endgame. Like, what else can you do? And it happens to every fantasy world. It cheapens over time. You can only do so much. But I also think that the same could be said about most series. Like, they, at least films that come... And, and this is where I will say that fantasy has done the best in keeping series or series of stories together that you still want to watch in different ways yeah. because no nothing else has done not even the godfather has never done that yeah that true. last one is atrocious um yeah. if we look at even Which horror one? movies they've killed sequels over and over and over well just stories you know? in general just they, stories they, if you do them too much they 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 cheap uh, jurassic park Jurassic what Park. What is that? That's, fan that's fantasy. Yeah, that's fantasy. Yeah, that's fantasizing that's about dino fantasy. Yeah. Then there you go. Uh, and, I, and I love the My originals. Uh, <laughs> the whatever, original Jurassic whatever Park. Whatever they are. For whatever they are, I love them. And, and the new ones are what they are, but they're definitely not better. <laughs> no. There's the Matrix. The Matrix, another science-based fantasy. Yes. Yeah. And over time, that started to like... Really like the only I good Matrix movie is the first Matrix movie. <laughs> the first no. one, is, like a lot of people would say, like the first one is like the one real movie that they enjoy, and the sequels are just like it's just too much. You didn't like the second one? I thought the second one was like okay. I like the third one more than I like the second one. The third it, one I liked. See? The second one was just like I felt like it was filler. Yeah, it was filler. Yeah, I was just like. Hmm. I like the first twenty minutes of Matrix. That's all I've seen. <laughs> You've never seen The Matrix? Wow. I've not finished it. And you call yourself a film wow. buff? Wow. I don't. I call myself Nut Brown. Get it right. Oh, you're you know what, so you know right. What kind of movies don't get made enough, and I would love to make them one day if I find myself in Trademark, a trademark, trademark. Nobody steals uh, ideas. Like Gladiator. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those so are like, movies like, that, are, that are grounded in like, just like ancient... Classical antiquity movies. Yeah, right. But like the way they're made borrows from a lot of the fantasy movies that we love so it's just like there's like this weird magic to it where like it's not just romans mm -hmm. and it's funny you said that because romans fighting each other there's like this beauty to it yeah and it's funny you we say that because we said that um well i said that and i'm going to take that credit about comic book movies that like they're all like really these Rome, like classical antiquity things that have already been based and yeah it really doesn't get explored as much even though that show what was it spartacus did anybody watch that 
Spartacus? No. Yeah, well, no. I mean, Definitely I understand the, the Romans and the Greeks have been made a million times in a thousand different ways. But I'm saying stuff as good as Gladiator. Yeah. In my opinion, one of the best blockbusters out there about it. Yeah, and it was like you don't really you didn't really know much about this when it wasn't like a, a tale that everybody knew. That movie blew my mind the first time I it's, saw it. Because it's not about <laughs> it's, it's not about the history of Rome. It's about somebody who yeah. lived in Rome, and it's probably full of lies, and that's okay. It's I mean, well, we're talking about a time where nobody, it's not everybody could record the fact of what was happening. Um, but the other thing about fantasy that I think I like the most is that I like it when a movie can really explain the magic behind something so it gives it more realism and sense like i totally bought into pan's labyrinth being real more so because of the explanation that it was being given like of course it would make sense that she would go to this strange land other country and find this labyrinth and you know you know spoiler it can't i can't i'm not gonna spoil it but definitely it is one of those films that at yeah, it's the been end up for a while Listen, I'm not going to spoil anything anymore because I, I guess my definition of spoiling is like very different compared to y'all. Well, if you're telling people to watch it and they haven't seen it, then maybe we shouldn't spoil it. For That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah, just don't, don't tell me about major movie. deaths in like movies that it's are out for like a month. It's in the first five seconds of the movie. She spoiled Ocean V. We were not going to watch it, but still, now we're now we're petty about it. It was one. You know, I can record without being fun. Um, no, but I like it when um, fantasies explain, you know, like, oh, this is why this magic exists or how it came about, which is probably why I like Harry Potter so much. Yeah. I mean, ma handling magic, it's very difficult because the initial excitement is easy, but handling it well over time. I think the, the thing about magic, and Harry Potter does this incredibly well, so those pants have it, is you want to flash, you want to give hints of that magic in that world with your characters. You don't want to just be completely drowned by a whole bunch of it from the beginning because then it loses its essence, its, its mystery, the, the mystifying element behind magic. You want to give a little bit of it and you want the character's choices to lead them to finding out more about that magic. Which is why and I then, like And that. then in their own struggle for it and whatever it is that the character is going through emotionally in their journey, you actually get the magic explained. And then when you marry both of those, then you get the Harry Potters and the Pan Labyrinths. And yeah, and that's what I liked about Harry Potter because every time any type of new magic was brought to you, it's because they needed it to solve a, a specific issue. Like, oh, we need, a, we need a, a cloak. But it's not like the cloak was always there. It's like, no, 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 we have to find this cloak. People, people forget when the first movie came out and we all went to the, the first books came out and, and they were like a hit. And like, I read them as a kid and a bunch mm -hmm. of people read them as a kid and we all had... We all were excited about it in a way. Well, but then Potter. the movie came out, and when we saw the visuals of it, and you get to, like, Diagon... Alley. I read it in Spanish. Diagon That's Alley. the funny part. So I know a bunch of stuff of it in Spanish. How do you say Diagon Alley in Spanish? I, I forgot it, too. No, <laughs> no. Callejón Diagon. There it is. Oh. Yeah. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I would have um, never guessed that. Potter, the first Harry Potter, I read the book, and when I saw the movie... Yeah. I was so mind blown. It's, With the stairs that oh, move, and I was like, that's how I pictured all the, it, man. Dude, that whole yeah. movie is just one whole thing of like, look at the cool fucking realm we just yes. created. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. Yes. And everybody all of a sudden is like, I want a sorting hat. I want to be in a house. It was um, it sold the whole world. And then, yeah. And then it got roasted over the years because, you know, we did too much of it. But and Definitely. Uh, Ralph, what is one of your, like, go-to fantasies? I mean... Because we have similar taste in films, that's what I'm I mean, for me, my all-time favorite fantasy would be Lord of the Rings. Really? And, yeah, what drew me in Bum was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but what drew me in to the, um, to the trilogy, really, is the journey um, that the characters go through. 
Like, Absolutely. Yeah, because, like, you can kind of relate with the characters like Frodo and Sam living in, like, a little small community, never seen really too much of the outside world, and then all of a sudden they have to go on this big, like, quest in order for them to be able to save the world. And... Sorry. Pega. Try to keep it minor spoilers because I'm seriously showing her this movie. We're uh, in oh no, oh no. the two towers right now. Oh so. no, 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 no. It's just no, it's just the uh just the beginning. That's it. That's I'm gonna go into cool. detail. But it's like it go it goes from there and then them going to the fellowship and then Yeah, yeah. Going to uh, I don't wanna well, like, say it's, too it's, much, but it's the, like, the Lord of the Rings, in my opinion, is a masterpiece of writing. It is. It's so well adapted because the the, the Lord of the Rings, the books, they're not very finite in their explanations of things. Everything's very ambiguous and, and almost biblical in the way that Tolkien writes. Right. Uh, where it's open to interpretation. Like, we don't know exactly in the books what the two towers are. There's a bunch of towers in the, in the world, in the Middle Earth, that have very important roles, like the White Tower of Exelion in, in, in Gondor, um, which is shown in the movie, but, you know, the movie took the route of interpreting. I heard, I heard the... Uh, no, 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 it's not that. I heard the... Uh Writing in uh, Game of Thrones is the same way, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I think ultimately the reason why the Lord of the Rings resonates so well is because it's 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 a complete representation of maybe Joseph Campbell's work, life's work of explaining uh, the hero's journey and what he talks about, which which I found to be that every major epic fantasy shares one common thing amongst the character's journey, and that is every single character always wants a deep sense of meaning and meaningful relationships. Yeah, and I think that that's what makes fantasy so extra special, that this is like um, stories that you wouldn't, that aren't supposed to be based on like the actual, and that's why I'm glad you said that, that it's more about, I love this journey. And yes, people think about the journey, but they think about it as a whole, not as a character-based thing. Like when you think of it, they just think, oh no, it's a quest, like the traditional quest. Right, but I like that you say no, no, no. It's they're, 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 still, they're all on a search of meaning, they're and, on a search and, and they're on search of like more meaningful relationships. And I think that's what the human heart is seeking. Mm-hmm. Us all the time, it's we're seeking meaning and, and and relationships. Hopefully, they're good ones. So that's why we get I so excited. Di- I beg to differ on a lot of that, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just that's just her. That's just me, though. Yeah, I'm a complex human being. <laughs> You know, that's why we get excited when we see Harry uh, having a shitty life and then suddenly he's invited into a realm that gives his life meaning and he makes new friends and we're all excited for him. And you it, have friends, Harry. And it's symbolical for us. It's like we wish a wizard walked into our house and said we had magic and we could just take off to some crazy castle and make Bye. new friends. <laughs> you know, just leave behind the bills and, and, and the stress and like, like, all the yeah. things. Yeah, like, that's why you relate. Yeah, yeah it kind of gives us like a sense of escapism when it comes to those type of things. Being absolutely. able to just like run away and do those type of things that the characters are doing. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly, yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, I wish a wizard would come through and be like, yo, you don't got to pay rent no more. Like, Bye, everyone. I'm going to Ravenclaw. That is my house, by the way. So- He's also famous. And <laughs> 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 right, the amount of money that he had inside, like, the, um, the bank. The bank as well. I was just like, wow. That accumulated over time. It's like, yo, you, like, came up overnight. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a glow up. <laughs> What a glow up. <laughs> First day on the train, is like, let me get the whole wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what always, like, that's the one thing that bothered me. I'm just like, because every year he would go back to his awful family's house, right? I'm just like, yo, fam, just stay. Yeah. You can even <laughs> no, no, just, no. just stay in the it's, woods. It's, it's You'll be fine. Books, some, some spell, some protection spell. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. that okay, never mind. Like, yeah, that, that's I'm why in the last movie, they have the whole scene that they all become Harry's and the day they're leaving 
the house, mm-hmm. and they, they he has the ankles, and everybody leave because Voldemort knows that the spell's gonna come down when he turns of age. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm, I didn't, I didn't I'm gonna go that. watch one Harry Potter movie after this. See, because here's, here's the thing. So I've, I've decided see, this. So here's like so the weird good. thing with me. I've seen, I've seen in its entirety. I before last week I had seen one, two, four, and I love eight. Four. You had never seen three. I had never seen three, and three then from, and then five, President six. President of Azkaban might is, be the best one. Yeah, Alfonso yeah. Cuarón. Yeah, and then yeah. five, six, seven. I I don't I just I don't know why I skipped them. I think when the when the eighth one came out it was like in senior, senior year of my high school. You're like I and gotta then, see this. Yeah, just it was really a cool thing to do. And I actually really liked it. But now now I'm watching them like uh, uh, Corey and I have been watching them like one night each. Yeah. And yeah, they're awesome. I didn't know about that, but that's really cool. cool. No, I was then, gonna, so you haven't seen three yet. No, no, I did. No, no, right now we're at, uh, we finished, well, I finished, I had to, cause she, I had to leave um, for work early, so I, they finished Goblet of Fire, but then I finished it the other day, so now we're on Order of the Phoenix. That's my least favorite movie. Which one? Uh, Order, Order of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Order the Phoenix. book is really good. Mine is six. I, th- I hated six. You hated the movie six? Yeah. Compared to the book? In general, it just felt like a sitcom in Hogwarts. Oh, yeah? The, well, so you didn't even like the book of... Uh... No, no, the book I like. Okay. I'm talking the, book the movie. Excellent. The book is but incredible. The movie in the, the, in the book, you get all the, all the chapters with, with Harry and, and, and Dumbledore's missions. Exactly. Which, it's like 15 of them. They're so cool. You only get one of them and in you, the movies. You only get one. And not only that, when the whole thing happened, I don't want to say too much because we're on that too. Oh. Um, but there's... Um... And she, she just... She Little, yeah. slow stepping on some of that stuff. On some of the movies, <laughs> I, I, can, I can relate. So no, so yeah, no, no. So um, but we have. A, I'm a Breaking Bad type of person. No, she's just <laughs> she's, she's like, just more into comedy. So she would always be more of a oh. comedy person. So that's the and for the viewers. We at need home, some comedy. Stephanie's in, fan- in the background. Fantasy comedy. I okay, like okay. I feel like uh, Mel Brooks. Bride. Rick and Morty. Yeah, Mel Brooks does that. Rick and Morty is fantasy, I've, and it's okay. comedy. Uh, I'm, this is really bad because as much as um. Watch it. I know. As much as I'm, I don't, I don't watch Rick and Morty, and I. But do. you've seen episodes. No. <laughs> and you know what? You want to know what's crazy? I was watching. That's it, what happens. I was watching it recently. And I keep I'm, trying though. I keep I'm trying. Like, this is so something that you would like. You I know. would like Rick and Morty because I like Futurama. That's a fantasy, right? Well, you like like Big I, Mouth. And I love Big Mouth. Oh my God, I love. Is Big it Mouth. arguable though that like shows like The Simpsons or Family Guy are also fantasy? I it's mean, like they've created their own little universe. With like certain, like there's like certain specifics to each of those shows yeah. that really put them above the real a regular Agreed. world. Like, um, and a, like th- that agreed. magic also captivates you, I think. Absolutely, and I think that Simpsons also do it with every year when they release their Halloween, right? Little Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah. That's that's them building a fantasy within it, a fantasy. Absolutely, yeah. And, and they it, take from things that already exist and they. The second you're creating it. some sort of realm that people can like recurrently go back to. And escape and experience escapism. I think that you're sort of flirting with the idea of having created some type of fantasy. All right, so Dragon Ball Z is fantasy now, then. I mean, I consider it fantasy. Also, also fantasy, yeah, fantasy, it's a different form of fantasy from you know. It's just animated fantasy. And I'm gonna think The Office is a fantasy too. Is it? I'm, I'm gonna, I love how no one has I'm talked about Narnia. I, I, <laughs> They're I, such like big budget movies. I know. I read the books. I like the I like I didn't like any of the films. To be completely honest with you, you know, Lord of the Rings and Narnia, the people who wrote them were friends. They were both professors in Oxford. Yeah, yeah. And they were boys, and they said let's write fantasies. I, I did like, both. but I did like I did like Narnia the movies. I just didn't like the later ones, mostly because I just feel that 
they that's something that in fantasy you always like teeter-totter which is probably why i like that lord of the rings had only a piece of it harry potter only has a piece of it i think when you build too much on um a love relationship in fantasy it kind of takes away like i don't want yeah, it becomes a romance it becomes a romance and not and i don't even though i'm not big into romance movies yeah you know there's some that i love that i think were made beautifully yeah yeah, yeah. um um, but like when they do that too too much, like Prince Caspian should have been about Prince yeah. Caspian, not yeah, about yeah, his yeah, love yeah, for yeah, whatever. I understand what you're saying. You know, and it's so. like it just and it, you can't you can't help yourself but to compare. Like in the Lord of the Rings, what we what's portrayed of Aragorn and and Arwen, I mm-hmm. think it's beautiful. Yes, their whole relationship. Absolutely. Even like that scene in the first movie on the bridge. You know, you get five minutes of it that it's incredibly romantic, and then mm-hmm. they really don't see each other only through dreams or whatever. Yeah, other exactly. Until the end. The so you get, you get, you can feel that they, you can feel you get the romantic side of it, but your story does not become about love. Also, that's yeah. a very good observation. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, one of the what you call it, guy that I loved growing up. I even though he's more misses and hits now, but growing up, again, told great fantasy stories. Uh, Tim Burton. This is true. Edward Scissorhands. I loved, loved yep. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one of his later films. Like, uh, uh, Big Fish. Big Fish. Big Fish was fantastic. Um, we haven't talked about animated movies and fantasy there. We haven't really have. I actually was about to bring up, like, Disney. That, That's, they were built on, like, fantasy movies, like, from I mean, the absolutely. All, all, yeah. all the things. Like, uh, just... Just animated movies. Think of Pixar. They've created um, the, the Toy a Story whole world. Fantasy. Toy Story would you say fantasy. that they? Toy Story they, is absolutely fantasy. It's just like yeah. like uh, Bugs Life. Yes. Would you say that they created a whole new world? They created a whole new world. Yeah, a whole new. Okay. <laughs> no, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I love animated movies. I really do. Me too. Yeah. And I like that. Disney, but this is the thing with Disney that I just have the the small issue with them is that yes, their first core movies all fantasy and stuff. So I'm kind of glad you said Pixar versus the original ones because as someone who knows that those are replicated stories that have very different... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, cautionary tales are very different depending on, on, on who released them, uh, especially something like The Little Mermaid. I love The Little Mermaid. I d- love the whole idea of, like, you know, there's an, underwor- uh, an underwater world that's you know, was portrayed like that. I think it was, like, Disney's way of, like, saying, okay, these are all the land princesses. It was, like, one of their first time that they went into something completely different. Um, however... You know, as you get older, you read a little too much into it. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. you give up every, you give up your voice, literally your voice. That's what women fight for, <laughs> to be with a dude. And then in the actual books, her sister's uh, book or story, her sister's played a very predominant role in, in wanting her to kill him. Because they're like, but he's not worth it. So I was like, that, I it's not that, Disney friendly, but yeah, I would yeah, like no, to see I, it. I think that there's a, there's a whole bunch of that, I think. Anything that was made prior to 2010, unfortunately, we just kind of have to say, well, most of it comes with that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and what else? So, like, let's just kind of judge it on the basis of, like, most of it shares that problem. And so what else is there to it? Yeah. Which, uh, is why, which is why I think that, like, fantasy should now explore, like, maybe, like, that's why I like Coco. It's like a different lore for them to sort of start exploring. You know, like they created this beautiful world of, you know, Dia de los Muertos, you know, with, with like this whole, yeah. like different way of looking at it. Like they, they, they didn't just come to Earth because of the ofrendas. They, they literally had to go through like passport checks. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. in order to come to Earth, which I love. Well, the, the mo- they've really come a long way, really, when you think about it. I remember one of the movies that came out when I was a kid that I loved was Atlantis. 
Oh, I love Atlantis. Talk about fantasy, right? I was thinking about that too. Um, but think of the, think of like the, the the themes of that movie, and then think of like uh, Milo was that man. Uh, man. What's her name? Uh, uh, the one that came out about the animals in the city. Um, oh, Zootopia. Zootopia. Zootopia yeah. That like it, it was pretty much very much full of like themes, political What's themes going on now? of modern time of Absolutely. everything that is happening. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying, look at what was being made before and, and how we're doing things now. And it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, no. Like, Even animated films for kids progressed in complexity. They did a lot. And I mean, I, in, and it's funny because there's actually a, another fantasies that is old school that I loved a lot, which was the old school Disney movie. One of my favorite ones was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Love, see, yeah, you didn't know, bro. No, no, I got, no, I knew, I, I just didn't like it. I don't know how you cannot like it. <laughs> I, I like love, love bed knobs and broomsticks. I used to rent it, like, you could ask my dad, like, because this was, yes, we had a blockbusters, but Tito Videos knew us really well, so, yeah. like, we would just go there because you can, you know, uh, bootleg. Um, <laughs> so, um, I literally would rent it every single weekend. Like every single weekend, I would re uh, weekend. Sorry, I don't know why I had uh, I, the Goonies and Ben Knobs and Broomsticks. I had a, I had an Goonies. issue, I think, with the whole cartoon live. That's what I liked. See, I didn't. So Mary Poppins wasn't a thing. I didn't like Mary Poppins. I didn't like Brett Knobs. The only movie that I can tell you that I loved that was mixed like that was um, I loved Cool World. I was gonna say, how did you not like and Cool I World? And I loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Do you guys even know Cool World? I know who framed Roger Rabbit. Good man. Good guy. Yeah. Cool World was uh, Brad Pitt. Was Brad Pitt. I don't want to say it's his first film because oh, I think Thelma and Louise. The, I know that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Thelma, okay. Thelma and Louise was his first movie. This was Brad Pitt right before. I don't even know when Cool World came out. I know it was early 90s. No, nah, it was like 96 yeah. Yeah, It was early 90s. But I like those. But other than that, like those whole live with. And now it's funny because now they're throwing. I forgot what. Oh, they said. Uh, no, you didn't like this movie, uh, Sausage Party. But I know the sequel for Sausage Party. They want to do that. They want to do the actual. They want to do the actual like whoever sur uh, survived in the Sausage Party, and then they're actually gonna have the real Seth Rogen and James Franco and all them. That that was. The, you won't you won't find me at that premiere. No, I know, I know. I figured. I thought about you today, Cloud. Did you see that something that looked brown? No, it's because Pineapple Express is on um, Netflix. Netflix now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we were just. Were we just James Franco is one of those. <laughs> this is a different type of, of fantasy. He's one of those actors that I have a very hard time seeing him in a setting outside of comedy. Yeah. Did you see the disaster? Did you see um, the disaster? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy him. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything against him. I really enjoy him. But sometimes he really tries to step out of comedy, and I'm like, I see right through you, man. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a fantasy that you think I'm gonna buy. I that. see you right there. You're James Franco. <laughs> Same thing with Seth Rogen. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't talk about any Ghibli films at all. It's like yeah, we, each, I, we each really, film is a, we have not jumped into that, have yeah, we? Each film is its own fantasy world, not linked at all. At Comple all, yeah, completely new. That well, yeah. I thought House and Kiki's Delivery Service was like I thought House Moving Castle had like a, a piece of Kiki in it. But I feel like those are like little Easter eggs thrown in. That's true. Yeah, okay. you can't really. I feel terrible that I don't know what you guys. I mean, because you don't what, watch you, animated movies. Oh, like no, you no. don't. Oh. He doesn't. Oh, you no, I didn't. I've tried to, to break that. him into it. Um, his best friend has tried to break him into it. It don't work. Any How to Train Your Dragon fans here? 
right here. I haven't seen the last one, but I loved one and two so much. You haven't, you haven't seen them? I haven't you, seen them. I you feel like you that? would like them. Probably. You watch that, I, but every not time a I see it, I'm like, <laughs> sorry. Yes. It feels like a, like, like, a, like, a, like a chapter of Middle Earth just taken by Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> That's it's, what I hear. It's so good. I think those movies are. I'm, I'm really upset that I didn't see the third one yet. Wait, I, th- I thought Dr- uh, How to Change Jack with uh, DreamWorks. There it is. Is it Dreamworks? Did I say Pixar? Yeah. You said yeah. Sorry. No, I was confused. I was like, damn, You're I right. really should watch it. No, I don't know why. Those, those movies never appealed to me. It's you'll weird. love them. I can guarantee you you'll love those movies. I'm not going to watch it. You should. Only because you said they that. sure look like Pixar movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you were if you sat through Martyrs, you should at least sit through out <laughs> of did, trainer. I didn't sit through Martyr. I was squirming. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still sitting and squirming. Is you're still in a sitting position. I mean, unless you were squirming on your side, which I don't think you were doing. Uh, you're watching that seizure. movie. No, I would have. Yeah. That for that. Going, going back to the subject of doing the things over and over again, where the cheeseburger was actually good the no, first time. I really time. wanted cheeseburger. I'm not gonna lie. Pirates. Can we? Can we all agree that the first pirates? I love pirates the first. Pirates. Yeah, the first well, that's one. The other. one and two. I love. Well, I love one and two. Yeah. Three and on, I, I can't. I can't. It I, starts, I mean, like I said, it just starts to get ridiculous after a while. Like the fifth one, I think, they have him like rolling in the air with a guillotine that was like about. And like I was just seeing it and I was like, I'm sure 13 year old me would have loved it, but I see it now and I go, no. <laughs> I think even 13 year old me was a little pretentious about it. I'm just about sitting there that. thinking, I was probably used to different life. <laughs> but yeah, no, but for me, the first Pirates movie was incredible. I loved it. Loved it. And then um, the second one, I actually liked a lot. A lot of people didn't like the second one, and I remember really liking it. And the third one was like kind of like how I was at the end of Game of Thrones, just huffing and puffing and super pissed he off. I took so a lap. I was so upset. angry with Game of Thrones. We even broke out like special whiskey for it, and it's like... Yeah, we got the, uh, the Jack Black... Uh, the Jack Black, listen to me. The Johnny Walker... Um, uh, White Walker. White Walker. So oh, we were taking shots anytime anybody said my queen or like, you know, we were playing like a... Really drunk. Do you ever play the, you ever play the Game of Thrones wine game? No. Anytime somebody drinks wine, you drink wine. <gasps> Especially like seasons one and two. Fucking dead. We're going to Trader Joe's <laughs> this weekend. When the episode weekend. is on you're a die. Like, he's always sipping wine. I swear. Well, all of them are, right? Every, every season. Cersei. That's okay. But okay. Just to go back to Thrones for one second, because you, you mentioned wine. Does, and did anybody else notice... How much of a lush Cersei became <laughs> throughout the series? It's like she never really drank wine, and then suddenly, like as we go, it's like, yo, you don't put it. You got a problem now. <laughs> like, you don't put it down like at all. She had a kid, or she's having a kid, no? Yeah. Like, doesn't that I feel like it shouldn't be? Drinking. I don't think it I really mean, matters. I, I always try to see it in the context of back in medieval times, wine was very diluted. It, mm-hmm. it was almost like fruity alcoholic water. <laughs> so Kool-Aid is what it was. Uh, you know, pretty much it was a Kool-Aid with, you know. With some um, little cake. Well, you know, you could drink Kool-Aid a whole with bunch a of it. You know. Yeah, but okay. And I get that. And I also think that, you know, before when we realized alcohol can create birth defects, which already it's a child of Cersei. It already has a birth defect. So it's coming out of her. Um, but, so <laughs> We saw Joffrey, so. <laughs> you saw that, right? <laughs> it mm. was a big defect. Too right. bad I, I love it. Just to wrap it up on Thrones, I love the Lannisters. I really did. So I did I. I we, I my favorite character in the whole series. I, love, I always loved Tywin. I always loved Cersei. I always, I think I thought they I were like some of the most complex characters in the show. My top three characters are Cersei, uh, Tyrion, and Jaime. Jamie. Those are my favorite characters in the show. Yeah, I, Tywin, I love. I, yeah. I'm rewatching the show. I just burned through one and two, and Tywin is just fun to watch. What yeah. did I put I as love my John. first one? You love you what? Who? Yeah, John. 
Really? You like yeah, Jon Snow? No, he's like the most humble character inside the show. Oh, I could see why you like. Yeah. Why you I, like no, that. I mean, did I put we, did a, we did a top 10. She's for the queen. For the, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> drink. <laughs> and he was always focused on doing the right thing. Well, name. that was one of my pros, not to bring him throats again, but one of my pros was that, you know what? Jon stayed absolutely true to his character. I see that's who he was. He never was this. Everybody forgets. Remember, he left the watch. He left the watch, and he flipped mighty quick to be with wildlings. So the fact that he wasn't this great general, I'm like, he never really was. People just believed in him. That's all. Well, the, more the reason why to sit on the throne. Hmm. He, he united, didn't want it. No, I know he didn't want it, but Cunts. more he than Bran. More than Bran. He, on, he <laughs> honestly did all the work just to go dip and go to the true north with the wild. But I think, that, I think he liked it in the end. Because no. he never wanted the, the, the weight of the, respon- the responsibility of taking on a crown yeah. of any capacity. Of course. Yeah, or any lordship, sense. for that matter. Who yeah. did I put in my number one? Now I can't remember. I don't know. The what? We, we, did a, we, did, we did a we did a top ten uh, best game of, for the website oh. best Game of Thrones characters, characters and yeah, my yeah. number one was Cersei because I Cersei? loved her. I love her. I, I love to I, hate her. I think I put somebody that's not really okay. So um, to wrap it up, uh, yeah, that's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole bunch of this. It's a whole bunch it's of whole none of us thought of any problem. Is Ghostbusters exactly. a fantasy? Because I love Ghostbusters. It is. It is. It's own. There you world. go. There that's you go. another We're one. Being hella broad with this like. Uh, Fantasy like genre thing. So yeah, no. The, well, when I came, I, obviously uh, before the show, I'm like, I'm not gonna say much because I, I was thinking obviously like Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal and Legend. But I told you you would. And then she's like, No, you'll say a lot. Trust me. Yeah, and I was it's like, 2019 was postmodern. Yeah. yeah. We can postmodern. Ex- we can fantasy. redefine everything by there that standard. All right, guys, you can follow us on our Instagram at the Nobody's Movie Show. You can follow us on the Facebook on the Nobody's Podcast. You can follow us on the Cine Sports Talk fan page on Facebook and also the Cine Sports Talk Instagram. Those are the handles. You can follow me at Nardo24. And you guys, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm never on that thing. So, Jader. Oh, I'm next? Um, no, I just looked at you. Look at that. All right. So, Jader, J-A-D-E-R-P-A-R-A-M-O on Facebook and Infamous J13 on IG. You can follow me at Laugh, Life of a Sad Boy on IG. And Laugh of a Sad Boy, though? Yeah. That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> I should change that. Yeah. yeah. Trademark yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> trademark, trademark. <laughs> but anyway, um, and on Facebook, Ralph, Ralph Chaos with a K. Thank you. My current handle is Mike Cloud. And that's what it says on my business card on for mm-hmm. Instagram. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm debating changing it to Nut Brown Cloud. <laughs> I fully endorse it. I'm not. I think that would get me into the film industry. Be like, who did that nut brown cloud? You nut can't forget that cloud. name. Which film industry, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where you're going, homie. Um, Manuel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Quite a delight. Um, I hope people see your commercials, even though <laughs> it's hard to... <laughs> I hope they skip them. <laughs> no, it's like, even though people skip them. <laughs> um, I have been Nardo. Jader. Ralph. Cloud. You just say your name. You just say your name, Manuel. yeah. Manuel. <laughs> we are the nobodies, and that's what Manuel didn't know. <laughs> there you go.